Hello, everyone, and welcome to another well-played podcast, a podcast all about playful learning. We together explore games, game mechanics, and the power of learning through play. With me, I have Sean Dugan Strout, Twitter handle Teach for Thought. Sean and I are talking all about gaming in the game ugh, grading, sorry, in the gamified class. Thanks for making it on the show today. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Sean Dugenstrout at Teach for Thought on Twitter for all those Twitter people. I teach fifth grade in Southern Oregon. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Michael. Thanks for coming on again, Sean. You have been a regular on the show, and it is just a pleasure to connect with you anytime. Uh, today, like I said, we're diving into grading in the gamified class. We're trying to cover, you know, anything and everything about that. You have definitely heard me in my book and you know on my YouTube channel sort of rants about separating the the grades from the game. Uh, is that did you do that in your class? Putting yeah, I don't know if this is going to be any sort of debate uh, because I've read your book. That's how I started, and I pretty much that was uh, that was a blueprint for how I wanted to run my classroom. Um, I try to separate grading and gamification as much as possible. Um, and that's kind of a philosophical stance you got to take, but we're going to talk about that today. Yeah. So my, I mean, just to quickly sum it up, I mean, uh, school is already a game. We collect points, you know, we spit out, we have levels, we have, you know, grade levels and ages and all these other things. And I just really fear putting gamification in and just sort of trading out one point system for another point system. I just think there will not be the buy-in. And my second point for sort of separating them is I think a lot of times teachers, I think they use grades as, as a crutch a little bit, you know, like they're afraid students won't do what I'm asking them unless there's this grade. Like we, I have to have this grade or else kids won't do it. And you may get quicker buy-in if you gamify your class and you require them to do these side quests. Uh, you'll get quicker buy-in, but it won't be authentic buy-in. Like you're not going to be like reaching in to those students on that passionate level of like, I am excited by this. I've been invited to do this game and I'm choosing to do it and I'm quite successful at it. That is where I think you really see gamification light up a classroom. Uh, because otherwise, it is just regular school. I mean, if you're just like, hey, you're going to earn experience points that are really your grade, and here's all the stuff you have to do. We're going to call them missions now instead. <laughs> like, ah, yep. Like, students are going to see that a mile away. Like, that they're not going to care. They'll do it because they, oh, yeah. they have to do it. <laughs> Especially those achievers. If you know anything about the player types, they're going to do it for the grade regardless. And yeah, so... Like, let's get beyond that, right? Like, let's really unlock the, the, the passion that's inside the students. Let, let's get them fired up to learn and excited to learn. And yes, let's ask them to do something extra. But I promise you, like, if you build it, they will come. Like, there, there's, there's some field of dreams action here. You, oh you, gosh, yeah. you may think... classroom is a field. Yeah, like, you may... Rumors. You're right. I love it. That is a perfect quote. Each... Each student is going to like approach your game in a different way, but but again, they're going to feel invited to play that game, not not this like required Big Brother Soviet Union. You must do it, you know. You're you're, co you're cogs in the school machine. 
Right. Uh, Nobody wants to pull a stall in here. I, I love how you touched on that that um, autonomy where they get the choice and sure, cho- they could choose not to um, play the school game either. But um, you don't want to replace, in, in my opinion, uh, and that's what I did last year. I didn't. I did not um, make it a replacement for the grading system. It was in addition to it. It was another layer, like icing on a cake. And that's exactly how I would describe it. Because gamification was magical. It was great. And to put the students in a position where, if they didn't choose my game, or maybe they weren't doing as well as they thought they would, that kind of that that magic. I I feel like would be a little bit lost. Yeah. I mean, I, I sometimes struggle, like some teachers, I think just want to like, they want to try gamification. So they, they add experience points and they add badges and then, and then the game sort of flops. It sort of fizzles out and they, they're like, Michael, like you talk about like passion and excitement and, you know, like having kids leave a legacy, you know, my kids, it just fell flat. I don't get it. And I think it's it's right here. I mean, here is the moment. Like, if you pitch it as I'm just throwing points at you and badges at you, and you have to do it because it's for a grade. Yep, like it is gonna fall flat. Like, <laughs> if you're not passionate about it, they're not gonna be passionate about it. If you're not inviting yeah. them to to leave a legacy, they're not gonna leave a legacy. <laughs> right, you're shackling them. And here's another thing you made me think about too. If you Let's say, for example, you do replace all that experience points with the grade, right? Or vice versa. And and as a teacher, you can't keep up with it. The onus is on you now, where if your kids fail uh, and it's more on you, I mean, that that's a bad experience for everybody. And so there, I feel like there's probably a lot more um, expectation for you as a teacher if you are going to replace that, because if it does fail... I mean, that, that speaks, a, I, I think that speaks a lot more maybe to resiliency and how you are, but it just, I feel like it would probably leave a bitter taste in your mouth for everybody involved. Yeah. And I think you really hit upon too, another danger. I mean, if you gamify your class and make the game a requirement and it is a substitution for their grade, you're, you're shackling yourself. I mean, there's so many things I do in my game I couldn't do if it was required for great, right? I couldn't hide Easter eggs around that could earn you more points because like literally like you're, you're not allowing all students to possibly get an A because there's no way they can get to 10,000 points unless they find my hidden quests. Like you can't do that. Um, the spirit of gamification too is that not everyone is an achiever in your classroom. That's a player type, not just the general kind of person they are, right? I mean, all of them can be achievers in some degree, but some are going to be socializers. Some are going to be uh, explorers like I am. And you're not speaking to them if you make it a re- requirement anyway. Uh, yeah, I just... Some aspects, but yeah, you're really speaking to the achievers if you replace it that way. But what about the other three player types? But I, on that note, I would say in the gamified class we're talking about where it's separated, there's already something for the achiever, right? So like in one right. model, you're appealing to all four. In the other model, you're only really appealing to one player type. So, That's right. you know, like just, I mean, this is a wrap. You can stop listening. Like, boom, <laughs> just separate, 
separate the two out. But in it's all, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, but in all seriousness, uh, I am sure there are ways that in your game, the grades and the game dovetail at some at some points. You know, are are there are there areas where where they do where they where they 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 collide, and that's okay to have like some moments. Well, I mean, for if you want to do a quick check in, like a formative assessment, I use those all the time. That's gamified. For example, one thing I I did a lot was a Kahoot battle. They all got into their teams and they got to, um, you know, that was the gamified portion of it. It wasn't graded. Um, it could be. I mean, I could just slap it onto the grade book, but um, based on their results and how they did, but that was gamified too. And I use that as a way for them to reflect and get feedback on how they're doing because uh, they all got to see the results individually and just learn and grow from there. But um, the thing that made it magical was the fact that they got to go into the game experience, not knowing what their grade was going to be. Nobody asked about what their grade was going to be. They they just loved the journey. Sure. I love that. I mean, that's a good point. Uh, in my in my gamified world, I have two sort of moments that it, the grade and XP come together. Um, one is I have this badge system. I have leader badges and I have mini badges. Mini badges are the kind of things you'd win on like an activity. You know, like, wow, well, today we did like a geography sort of quiz and maybe like people that do really well on it could earn this sort of geography badge sort of thing. Those are mini badges. But leader badges are like the coveted ones. Kids know they're worth more points. They're harder to get. You can only get them on side quests. And they're side quests that you really took to a huge level. Like this was clearly an investment of time. This wasn't a 20-minute drawing. You know, this is something that took two, three hours to make or more. Um, and I could see that you, boom, this is top quality. Uh, for a, probably half the time that I've done this gamified year-long course thing I made it a requirement to get an A in my class you have to have at least one leader badge so mm. um, and I describe it to the students as it is it is not that you will get an A it is the keys to the door you still have to get yourself to that door you still got to unlock that door with the key that you have and then you still have to walk through it so you know you're still you still got to do a lot of other work but to get an A, an A symbolizes that you went well above the course requirements. And part of above the course requirements means you tackled one of these side quests to a good level. Um, I'm sure tackling some of those side quests too pretty much meant that they're going to do well in the class anyway. So another reason why you didn't necessarily need to tie in your, your grading to like every single side quest with a grade too. I mean, if they're really exploring deep into your gamified world, you're going to introduce all these contents, um, these content areas at a different level, like a whole new depth of learning for them. Um, so there's a, there's some things that you could do that you could tie in grade. Like, I guess effort is one, another thing too, like mm -hmm. effort in the classroom. Yeah. But, you know, I don't even know if anybody looks at that anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, you, you're right that like kids that, probably kids that were going to get an A anyways, we're going to do Excel at, on a quest anyways, but I like that it gives kids, 
I don't know, so, something for all that effort, right? That they, they do feel like there is some connection. Uh, I like that. And I don't think it's really an impediment. What I did to sort of help out some students that aren't like your mega achiever type person that might struggle to get that leader badge. I told you guys that there's these mini badges. I said that three mini badges equal a leader badge. So if you know, you've done really well in class, tried really hard on an activity and you earned those mini badges, you know, three mini badges could kind of unlock the same thing. So basically I'm trying to point out being, being studious, you know, like taking your job as a student serious will have some game rewards and those game rewards if you're doing well will have some grade rewards right but it is not a tit for tat like i don't want it to be you know xp equals your grade that's a good point i mean it's not a direct correlation with you know how well you do in the gamified world equals how well you're going to do with your grade book and um ex that's exactly right it's not tit for tat it's it's connected, obviously, because your gamified world has all the content levels and all the content areas you want to teach. But uh, the same coin, different, different side, is that, um, you know, that e extrinsic carrot and stick kind of deal is like you need to you need to buy into this or you're going to fail kind of deal is like it just it just takes away some of that sparkliness that gamification offers. I like it. That sparkliness. You know well, that. You know, it's, yeah. It's not like the vampire sparkles. It's a, you know, from <laughs> from Twilight. But you know, it's just it's that magic. Yeah. The only other way that I've sort of played with it that I don't think takes away from the sparkle, as you say, is. Uh, <laughs> hey, lots of people say that. Lots of people say that. It's 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 a happening. <laughs> dozens of us. Yes, at least at least a handful. <laughs> uh. The only other one that I've tried really to connect with grade is on some of my end of the unit assessments. It might have bearing on the next, uh, like it might be a limiter to, to another opportunity later on. You know, it might say to go on this other quest in this next unit, you would have had to get like this on, on uh, activity. But I will say... I usually on those limiters put an asterisk that says, if you still feel really strongly that you should be able to go do this thing, come talk to me. So it is, it is not really truly a limiter. It's more like a speed, it's more like a speed bump. And I, every time yeah. I've had students that just say like, Hey, you know, I'm sorry I bombed the, the Greek test or whatever, but like this quest is really up my alley. Like I think I can totally tackle it. And to be honest, it really shows them, it gives them an opportunity, I should say, to demonstrate how serious they are about the topic. And really, that's all that the limiter was there for in the first place. Like, I'm trying to say, like, because you excelled over here, I think you'll do well on this thing. But if you have a student that, like, schedules time to come in and talk to you and say, like, no, I still think I should be able to do it, they're going to be passionate about it. And they're going to take it serious and do it. So, in the end, I'm still getting the result I want is yeah. people on that quest are taking it serious. Um, and what does that speak to you as a teacher and that that person as a student too? I mean, you're taking ownership in their learning and and you know, they're owning up to their mistakes and they're growing from it. And that's ultimately what you want for that student anyway. And so to put that little asterisk, that little 
caveat. That's perfect. That's good. Yeah. I know uh, Lee Sheldon, who wrote Multiplayer Classroom, uh, he's a college professor. He he does connect his grades and his game together. And it's it's a collection of points over the year, you know. So, you know, X points gets you, a, you know, an F. X points gets you a, a D. X points gets you a C. And uh, he lays it all out there. And, and he has found a lot of success in that. Uh, and he feels like it gives students greater agency because they can – they can literally see what they need. You know, they can be like, well, I'm, if I stop right now, I'm, I'm at a B minus. Am I okay with a B minus? You know, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. But if I go over here and do this other thing for 5,000 points, oof, that will click me over. That'll get me up to a B plus. So like, let's, let's go do that. Um, I can't do that as a middle school teacher. I don't, I, I really truly can't syllabi my course. I, I can't say that, we will do X number of events because there's just so many things that happen in, in a middle school. I don't know if you feel the same way. You know, like there's just things that, oh, yeah. like, oh, I didn't take into account that's picture day. So we won't have that lecture, which <laughs> means that like assignment won't come till later, which means literally they won't get enough assignments in in this quarter to get an A. Like I would screw it up. I know I would screw As it up. As a fifth grade teacher <clears throat> teaching five, five things every day, you got to be very flexible. You know, you have picture day or maybe maybe you have a, a fire drill. And to orchestrate that on such a detailed level will be impossible for an elementary school teacher. Yeah, so I think Lee Sheldon suggests that he, you know, he found some success. He likes it. You should do it. But the reality, I think, for K twelve, like we're just not college classes. Like you have, like to use your word, you have to be more flexible than that. So I don't particularly care for that model in our in our situations, but. I did like his point about turning the, the grading on its head. Uh, you know, in the book, he comments that the traditional grading system is entirely demotivating. It's it's like you're at a B plus because you got these 20 things wrong over the course of the semester. That's why you're at a B plus. And he turns it on its head. You, you all start literally, I mean, his opening statement in the book is... You know, you're, you all have an F. Welcome to my class. Like, <laughs> you you start at zero, and zero obviously is an F. You know, yeah. And it's about I'm turn you all into one hundreds. Well, right, but it's like <laughs> he does talk, and I do like this that you know when you use that language of acquisition as opposed to punitive, it's right. you 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 could end up as at a B plus in his class, but the conversation instead of being you did these twenty things wrong, and that's why you're at a B plus. Yeah. His conversation is, you did these hundreds of things right, and that's why you're at a B plus. Still a it B does, plus. But. It does flip the language, yeah, because in a traditional classroom, you start as an A, and you have to maintain that. And so you make a slip here and there, and you're no longer at an A. Or whatever your grading scale is. We have a four-point grading scale, so you start as a, as a three, and a four is above grade level. It's kind of confusing. Let's not talk about that. But it's <laughs> But like I like your word your language of slip, right? So like the conversation in a typical grade is where where did you slip up? Where are all your mistakes? That's why you have a three. That's but why you have is you start at a zero. You start with zero points just like in the very beginning of a game. Michael, I see what you're doing. You're not gonna change my mind about this. I don't I I can't connect it. I think I have to I have to put my foot down. But I do like 
I do like the conversation of having you you're starting with nothing like you know you you put in the Zelda cartridge in your Nintendo right and mm-hmm. you don't even have a wooden sword until you ask the guy and so starting with nothing and seeing how much you've achieved but that's all I was trying to do with this conversation I am never going to truly <laughs> attach the grades but it's I want us to like use but no, no, but like I do think we could all borrow that language. Like, let's talk about learning in terms of acquisition, in terms of growth, not in terms of a series of mistakes that lead you to this, right? Like, let's yeah. focus on those strengths that our students have developed. Let's let's talk about the growth they've had over the year. You can definitely keep that focus too, if you um, if you keep gamification and grading separate. If as long as you like in your gamified world, they all start with zero points as well. And to see their growth, you're probably going to see a correlation with how well they do in the gamified world with the grading anyway, because all of its content, most of its content related in, in my gamified world. And I'm, I'm sure not everything is exactly linked to uh, the survey class, right? Yeah. It's a world, world history class. Some of it's fun. Some of it's uh, inciting collaboration. But... Yeah, there is there's usually a collab, um, like a correlation, right? Wouldn't you agree with how well they do in the gamified world? And yes, I mean, I tell my students literally. This was my speech. This this podcast is happening near the beginning of the school year and start of my game. Literally, I had the conversation with my kids that game points do not equal grade points. I mean, like I just I put it up on the board, like do not equal. <laughs> However, but yeah, yeah, but like you know, I tell them some make believe story that like you know. You could you could theoretically have like an F in the class and be at the top. I don't say it's theoretical, you know, but I do talk about like there were there are people that are not A students that are near the top or at the top, and there are students that are, you know, A students that are near the bottom because it's it's an opportunity to play this game. You don't have to play it, uh, but then I do share, you know, in my experience, kids that are more engaged in the game do significantly better in class because they know more. They literally have skills that the other kids don't have because they went on quests. Their essays are better because they can add greater detail because they went on an extra quest and learned more details about Julius Caesar. So when the question is like, you know, what is Roman leadership look like? Boom, like that kid knows more. Like they can, they own that learning, right? Yeah. So, uh, I think there there is definitely a correlation. Though the more you play the game, the better you you often are in in the game or in the grade grade world. But they they they're not equal. Yeah, all those things that I'm doing with my side quests are preparing them for how they're going to show it on the grade book anyway. And so, no, it's not directly connected, but of course it's tied in. I mean, everything that we're teaching um, is it could be gamified. So. Yeah, that's that's what we were talking about here. But yeah, I don't know. It's there's there's little tweaks that you can make, and I've seen other people. They make they uh, they make a, a a syllabus, I guess, for how they're gonna lay out their classroom, uh, maybe at the high school level or even middle school or elementary school. But there there's different things that you could do in your classroom. It's up to you and how well you know your kids. Yeah. Uh, there's a teacher I work with, uh, Cami Fultz. She's uh, sixth grade science, and she added this year a way that the two sort of connect 
she does something every day, sort of like as a bell ringer. Mm-hmm. She puts up a question they have to answer in their journal about uh, like last night's reading or last class's work. And it's she calls it, I love it, she calls it a knowledge scan. She's in like a scientific game, right? Like So you're doing a knowledge scan. But the thing what she did was, really, this is just a quick ch- check for understanding. She's just seeing, did they get the reading? Did they get these things? But she doesn't attach to their grade, which she used to. She used to give kind of like this quiz or something like that. And now, if they get so many knowledge scans right, and they're doing well in their knowledge scans, they grow, they go up, they level up in a skill, and she has three skills, right? I, I don't remember what the skills are. There's like health, there's knowledge, and then there's one other one. But they get to choose like which of these categories they bump up in after getting so many knowledge scans right. And the kids have really responded really well. And it's not, again, it's like amazing going back to that field of dreams example, like (laughs) let go of the crutch. Like she, she stopped having to like give a quiz on this. She stopped having to make it punitive schooly. She wrapped it into her game and she's finding greater success, greater student buy-in and more students like clicking in to the actual work of class so they can do better on this knowledge scan because they're enjoying the game and they're seeing like one hand wash the other and love it. What you just described is actually taking away more of the traditional grading and getting more buy-in because of that. Not directly because of that, but you're gamifying it. Oh, it's perfect. So maybe we should just do away with grades altogether. Boom. Here, here. I love <laughs> it. Well, as much as this conversation is going swimmingly and I will clearly have to tackle the age-old question of grading in a gamified class again this didn't this didn't fully sum it up but it, it's a great start sean uh we we have some reflection time here it is this is this is a quote by rick wormley you know assessment genius extraordinaire <laughs> travels the country talking about standard-based grading uh oh, riveting riveting stuff i <laughs> i have some things to say to you rick if you're out there <laughs> But he does have a really Hopefully good quote nice here. Things. I have okay. I have plenty of nice things to say. I plenty know, you're of nice a nice things. guy. You're a nice guy. Let's hear I, it. Uh, I, if, Rick, if you're out there, you, you can be on the show anytime. Anytime. <laughs> He's probably listening right now. Right now. Uh, but his quote, which is a really good one, a grade should not be compensation but communication. Uh, I, I think this perfectly fits not only our conversation today but the gamified class because – gamification and and games in general are all about data right and like allowing the player to make skillful wise choices for themselves in the game world based on this data whether that data be points whether that data be their life score you know whether that that be like stars they've earned what whatever it is they're 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 able to make that decision it's it's not just compensation right the gamer the gamer isn't just like in it for the number of hearts they have in their Zelda game. Like that, that is just communication. Like you're, you're, you're a stronger player. You have a little more health, like boom, you, you're at 10,000 XP points. Like that's just, that's just a data point. That must mean you are collecting the right points. You are doing the right things in the game and it makes you press on. But what do you think? I can't top that. It's not, a, it's, try. it's not a competition, Sean. Not a competition. Can't gamify our podcasting. Okay. Well, I really like how that college professor 
communicated to his students, hey, you all started at zero points and your feedback is how many points you're getting. Uh, grades are just a way to communicate how well you're doing or maybe how well even the teacher is communicating uh, the teaching or learning. So I love that there's some way to communicate that. And I think the perfect tool for that is gamification because like we said earlier, it's it's all connected. If not directly, how well you do in the gamification world um, probably speaks to how well you're doing in the classroom anyway. And so all that communication with either experience points or a leaderboard or how many hearts you get, it's a perfect tool to, I think it's a, it's a better communication tool than traditional grades. I couldn't agree more. Uh, I think it's a better communication tool, also a better inspirational tool. I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, who jumps up and down for getting the report card? I mean, some do, but How maybe many? the achievers, the achievers. How many? How many? <laughs> well, Sean, thanks again for joining us again on Well Played. Uh, I just love building the community, having these regular check-ins with everybody and getting your take and other people's takes on gamification. I love being on here. Thank you for having me. For the rest of you, don't forget to check out explorelikeapirate.com for more ideas. There's blogs, vlogs, podcasts, whatnot. Additionally, check out our monthly giveaways. Uh, there's always great stuff to be had on there and it just helps build the community. Uh, if you join that, it's on explorelikeapirate.com. And please, please, please check out uh, my newest YouTube channel. Would love it if you smash crush whatever you want to say that subscribe button i want to have you part of the team uh you know comment on those videos post questions in the crew questions uh, i get through and answer those uh, love having you on as always stay connected and share your ideas uh, hashtag xp lap and we're hoping that you're having a good week listening to us check out the show notes for resources i don't know if there's gonna be much on this one Maybe a link to Rick Warmly. Not certain. Uh, but enjoy the rest of your week and play on, everybody.